Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dear Future Hubby podcast. I am your host, Teresa Reese, and I will be reading from my book of poem, my book of poems entitled A Strong-Willed Mind, Healing Scars Over Time Through My Poetry. And on yesterday, we had started part one, Simply Impossible, and today is part two. So let me start with the poem, and it is called Release My uh, Release Your Past. Here we go. When we first met, you told me things that I will never forget. But as the truth was revealed over time, I realized that you were living a double life. You said that you were a single man, but the truth is you were in a relationship. You led me to believe that she was the one who ended it months ago, way before I came into your life. Now I am forced to make your wrong choice right. I wish it was easy for me to up and walk away while something keeps telling me that I should stay. When we are apart, I really do miss you. But the idea of sharing you is something I cannot agree to. Wow. Two girlfriends at the same time. This whole relationship was built on lies. I wish you had released your past. And now there is no turning back. It is best that I just say goodbye. Because she does not deserve your lies. Crazy how I once believed that we would last. But the truth is, you never released your past. So there is something about situationships. That's what what we're going to talk about. There's something about situationships. And there are a whole lot of people that are in them. I understand that a lot of us are not psychic, so we are not able to tell what is going to happen in the future when it comes to these relationships. I get it. But at the same time, a lot of the confusion and a lot of the distrust and a lot of the uneasiness and a lot of the arguments and a lot of the insecurities, a lot of those could be avoided by avoiding situationships. So in that particular poem that I just wrote, there was a situation ship for me where the individual that I met, he actually had approached me. So he was pursuing me and it was months later I discovered because I am that private investigator that there was more to the story that I was being told. And in this particular situation, This individual was actually dating someone a lot younger than him. And so he didn't see anything wrong with dating someone that was his age. And I'm thinking, bruh, but you're still in a relationship. By then, I had already developed feelings. So I actually wrote a song about it, truth be told. Um, Yeah, I wrote a song about it. Maybe one day I'll release that song. I've been told I should. But yeah, I wrote a song about it. But the reality of it was, is that because my feelings had already gotten involved, that I did not want to let go. 
So I had a conversation with his mother. Yes, y'all. Yes, I know. Oh, I know. <laughs> I had a conversation with the mama. And I talked to her about what position he had placed me and this young lady in because it wasn't fair to her at all. She had not a clue. She was under the impression that he was monogamous. Not only that, it wasn't fair because what he was asking of me, they had like this routine. And see that sometimes people could be so bold. I understand that I encourage people to live in their authenticity but when it is at the expense of hurting someone else, please at least count up the cost because there's a way for you to be authentic without die, like without tainting someone else's emotions and affecting someone else's emotions and causing them harm mentally, emotionally, physically and spiritually. There's a way for you to move about the cabin, so to speak, without stepping on so many toes in the process. And so, and if you don't know how to do that, like seek godly counsel, seek wisdom, um, find a way to be able to be true to yourself without hurting people to that degree. But this, in this particular incident, when I told her about what was going on, she already knew because <laughs> she's the mama. See, a lot of times these parents know what their children are doing. <clears throat> Excuse me. And the loyalty is going to lie with that child. The loyalty is not going to lie with you because you just came into the equation, boo-boo. They literally, if it's the mama, she gave birth to that child. So she's going to hold his secrets. And she may put a bug in his ear and she may say, you might want to stop doing that before somebody gets hurt. Or I don't think you should go that route, son. Or daughter, but at the end of the day, nine times out of ten, that mama's gonna choose that child. And so, after I expressed to her that I knew what was going on, she was like, Okay, sounds like you're gonna need to have him make a choice. And I was like, Oh, okay, makes sense. I know I probably could have thought of it on my own, but yeah. I took her advice. So I literally told him, I need you to make a choice. This man cried like a baby. Yeah, y'all heard me. He cried like a baby. So can you imagine? <laughs> I can laugh about it now, but I promise you it wasn't funny at the time. <laughs> so can you imagine? You are in this relationship. You have developed feelings for this individual. And you discover that they are living a double life. So you confront them about living a double life. And as you confront them about living a double life, you tell them they need to make a choice. It's going to be either one way or the other. Now you're hoping that they're going to choose you. And even though they say they're going to choose you, they start to grieve about the other life. And to witness that, that's going to do something if you haven't really done the work. Even if you have did the work, that's going to do something to your self-esteem. I mean, do you mean you couldn't wait till you got in front of the homies to shed those tears? <laughs> you couldn't wait until you were isolated to shed those tears. I mean, you had to really, truly shed those tears right in my face. 
I should have walked away back then. I should have walked away right then and there. But no. That's where the complication comes in. You know how like whenever on the post, whenever we're on social media, and then it says it's complicated. That's where the complication comes in. Because a lot of times when you have already put your heart into a situation, that's, excuse me, when the complication comes in, when you discover the full truth of what it is that you're dealing with. See, it's easy sometimes in the beginning, not just when the representative shows up, but when you're in the honeymoon phase, then it's real easy for you to pretend like you don't notice what you notice. But then after all the dust settles, you are forced to face the truth. What are you going to do with that information? I believe that now looking back, hindsight's 100%. I should have chosen me sooner. That's what I truly believe. Because we teach people how to treat us. So, had I made that choice a lot sooner, then there were additional... (coughs) Excuse me, y'all. Still trying to... Get over the residue of this COVID. When I tell y'all, this is not an easy feat. The cough is still remaining. The mucus I'm still trying to clear up out of my lungs and all that. Y'all, this is, please wear your masks. And then, like me and my sweetheart we're talking about, there are, it doesn't matter how, I'm sorry, y'all, I'm digressing for a moment. It does not matter how you try to cover your mouth and when you're going into the grocery stores, when you're touching the little shopping carts, you could sanitize yourself all day. If it's airborne, eventually you're going to catch it. But still do like take your vitamin C, make sure you're doing things to prepare yourself, get vaccinated, which is crazy. I became a believer. I know because initially I was not a believer of vaccination, but trust and believe I'm glad I was vaccinated when I caught COVID. Okay, let me get back on subject. <laughs> That was my little PSA announcement, okay? (coughs) Excuse me. So whenever you are going through situations and now your feelings are involved, it changes the narrative. And when it changes the narrative, the reason why I wish that I would have chose myself is because it created more hurt in the end. But had I stopped right then and there, yes, there were a few feelings. But I'm going to tell y'all, nine times out of ten, the feelings that I had were so close to lust. They had nothing to do with love. So because they were closer to lust than they were to love, that is the reason why I should have walked away. Because I had not been fully invested yet. See, because when you cross over to the area of love and then you are going through those situationships, that's what makes it even harder to let go is because now all these fibers of your being have grown attached to that individual and you're trying to figure out if you're thinking of leaving, how do I unravel those fibers just so that I can 
be free again. But the process is so, it can be difficult that you'll second guess yourself if you're not careful. And you may second guess yourself multiple times before you make the decision to walk away. Only because of all, ooh, and especially if family is now involved, especially if children are now involved, especially if finances are now involved, especially if your church home is now involved. The list goes on. If you've gotten a place together or if you were living together and in our incident, excuse me, we were living together, not at that particular time, but eventually that's what I'm saying. I should have left in the beginning because eventually we did start living together. So looking back at that, I'm just like, you could have avoided a lot of this. But you know what? This part is for the crowd that is just like, yeah, you could have avoided it, but that's who what made you you. Let's talk about that. You are absolutely right. I do not disagree with you whatsoever. A lot of what I went through, good, bad, ugly, and indifferent, is what has made me Teresa Reese. Yeah. That's what has truly created the individual that is me. Is a lot of what I've been through. Excuse me. But the reason why I feel as if maybe I should have made better choices and not been in situationships is because although it made me me and I know this can be quite dangerous when we take time to be like but how would I have been had it happened this way but I'm going to entertain that for a moment for the sake of this episode excuse me had I not gone through that particular situation I probably would have saved. Y'all going to be like, this girl. We're going to talk about it, though, because I'm super transparent and I don't mind sharing because it might help somebody. So. Had I done things differently. It most likely would have saved me. About five to ten thousand dollars. You could put five to ten thousand dollars on a house down payment. Well, you probably can't do that now because the way, you know, 2022 is set up. But anyway, but in the reality of what I was doing back then, I was, that was a long distance relationship eventually. So I was going back and forth, back and forth, five hours every time I took that trip. And so looking back, I spent a lot of money on gas. I spent a lot of money on different things that we did together. And in the very beginning of that relationship, this individual had employment. Well, toward the end of the relationship, well, he went off and on, off and on throughout the course of our relationship. But toward the end of the relationship, he didn't have employment. He didn't, you know, he was unemployed. And so I started to bear the brunt of the expenses. So 
a lot of what, because a lot of what I do anyway, it always comes from the heart. But I could have saved so much money and I could have built a different type of future had I left that relationship sooner. Not only that, the magnitude of, of the damage that was caused from the arguments, from the false accusations on his part, because he really was under the impression that um, I was still involved with someone. And I wasn't involved, but the way that he and I, the way that our relationship started out, I, I mean, it was a situationship all the way around, if I think about it, because the way that it started out, he had a girlfriend. I didn't have a boyfriend, but I did have someone that um, I had wanted to reconcile with. And he, and I'm very honest, so I actually shared that with him. And so that hoovered over his head um, for the longest of times. And so he would have his moments whenever he would want to justify himself that you must be involved with this individual. No, Mm-mm. he made his choice. But like I said, because I shared that information with him, now it hoovered over his head. So, yeah, you got to whenever you talk about your truth, you got to be or you try, got to try to see if the individual can handle your truth. Not only that, a lot of people will tell you that they can handle your truth. Y'all, they really can't. They really can't. It's probably like 90 percent. And I'm saying I don't know the percentage. There's probably a lot of y'all right now like I can't even handle your truth. <laughs> so imagine when you are in a relationship trying to tell somebody your truth. You know, it's just not going to happen the way a lot of times that we think it's going to happen. So just be mindful of that. I mean, you can't always call that how someone's going to receive what it is that you've been through, how someone's going to receive how it is that you convey to them that, hey, you know, I'm just now getting out of a relationship. I don't want anything serious. Um, however, we can see how this goes. Everybody's not going to take that um, very well. They'll tell you that they're taking it well. And then you'll see by the way that they respond to you. that Yeah, that was the furthest thing from the truth. They were just trying to be politically correct. But I even know someone um, that does his, I'm not going to say best, but puts forth the effort. That's the way I'm going to put it. To let women know that he is not on the same page as them when it comes to marriage and children. And he attempts to let them know if you still want to proceed in this, we can do that. But if for any reason you start to tell me five years, 10 years down the line, two years, two weeks, whatever, down the line, that you do want marriage and you do want children, we're going to have to end this amicably because that's not where I'm at. And nor I don't think I, I mean, nor do I think I'll ever be there. So he based this is based on what he said, and what he's told me. He has tried diligently to let the women know that are involved in his life. And yeah, you heard me right. Women, not a woman, women, because there are a lot of people, men and women out there. And this is how they get themselves in situationships that do not have monogamy on the agenda. They don't want to be faithful. They don't want to be loyal. They don't want to be committed. I said a long time ago, and and I know people are like, that's just coming from a naive state of mind. Well, let it be what it is, okay? I said a long time ago, 
If the people who want to be faithful would connect with the other people that want to be faithful, this world would be a better place. If the players want to connect with the players, then let them do that. But what I don't think is fair is for a player to connect with a monogamous person because the player is being unfaithful while the monogamous person is being faithful. And a lot of times that player is not going to divulge the play game. And that's just not fair. That's not fair to the individual who is has made up in their mind that they want to be fully committed. It's just not fair. And then it's also not fair to deceive that person and cause them to believe that, oh, I'm being faithful to you, knowing all the while that that also is the furthest thing from the truth. It's just not right. It's just not right. That's my personal opinion, but it's just not right. So much happens. So much happens. And I'm about to share something. I don't even know why I'm sharing this, but I'm going to share this because it goes on so many levels. Um, I had someone who in a season of my life, I called a friend and the profession that she was in dealt with HIV and AIDS. And what she would do was give out the condoms and she would give out um, the pamphlets and she would go to different events to explain about sex. And um, she would also test people. And one day she told me, you would be surprised the levels of infidelity that take place in societies. And I was like, really? She said, yes. In fact, there are a lot of men who are on the down low. I was like, what? She said, yes. And a lot of times we don't discover that they are on the down low until after they've been tested for HIV and AIDS. And she said, can you imagine being the wife of a man who is on the down low and him not telling you that he has contracted HIV or AIDS because of his extramarital affairs and are having to be the ones to tell him that is another life that you have impacted. You must share the results. And then she went on to say that there were communities that were engaged in these situationships where there were men sleeping with men, kind of like Sodom and Gomorrah. Men sleeping with men who were married men and they knew what they were doing. But the wives didn't know. This is what I mean by not being true, true to yourself. As well as true to others, because those women were innocent. But if they were having unprotected sex with their husbands, now they've been exposed to HIV or AIDS. All because they trusted that that individual, the person that they opted to marry, was honoring their vows. So when she shared that with me, I was like, wow, 
because if y'all pay real close attention to my book of poetry, I talk about where I was a victim of a down low brother. That's a whole nother subject. That's a whole nother situation ship. But if you pay close attention to my book of poetry, you will be able to see, oh my goodness, she really did go through this. It's so much that I've gone through. I can't unpack it in one episode. But yes, I ha- and then also, if you did not know, by the grace of God, I've been tested so many times. But if you did not know, any time that you have been exposed to HIV or AIDS, it does not always come up. It could take a, literally a decade. So it's important, first of all, for you to be protected, for you to use protection. The other thing is that it is important for you to get tested. Now, a lot of people will not get tested because they are afraid. Remember, fear is the evidence. Fear is the um, false evidence appearing real. Now, I'm not saying that your results gonna come back negative because they might come back positive, okay? But it's with you knowing you can do better. With you knowing what's in front of you, you can do better. So maybe I shared that. I don't know who my audience is, and who, well, I know the age bracket of who listens, but maybe this was shared on purpose because I don't ever rehearse anything. So maybe this is shared on purpose. Maybe there's someone out there that needed to hear this and needs to act on what I just said. It's easy to trust people, but the best thing that you could do for you is to trust yourself, trust your gut. Trust your heart. Well, they say don't trust your heart because. (laughs) But anyway, trust, you know, trust that you and your decision, your intuition, just trust that um, if you have that unction that something is not right, don't ignore it. I'm going to repeat that. If you have the unction that something in your relationship is not right. Do not ignore it. Pay close attention to it. Warning comes before destruction. And that's not just in relationships. That's in life in general. Warnings come before destruction. So if you have not mastered learning how to trust your intuition or learning how to trust your gut, Get you some alone time and start to pay attention to the thoughts that surface in your mind. Start writing those thoughts down. Empty out your cup, so to speak. And then pay attention to what you're pouring back in. And the reason why this is so vital is because sometimes we can't trust our gut because we have all of this stuff, the stinking thinking that is bottled up in our minds, that we haven't cleared our thoughts enough to be able to hear what truly our bodies and our minds are telling us. So if you clear all of that out, then you'll be hopefully in a better headspace to where whenever you hear, don't go down that road today. You'll trust it and don't go. You need to call this person today. You'll trust it and make that call. I need for you to sit for five minutes. 
you'll trust that and sit for five minutes. You will learn how to trust your gut. And by learning how to trust your gut, you could potentially avoid situationships. Not only that, if you pay close attention to people, their body language, the way that they treat you, the way that they converse with you, um, the, even the conversations they have behind your back, all that kind of stuff. If you pay attention to people, people will show you the things that they don't say. So if you become really, really, really intuitive to that, that could also save you a lot of heartache and pain. There's been many, many times that I truly believe listening to, I call it discernment. Some people call it their gut. Some people call it intuition. I call it discernment. Sometimes I call them all three. It just depends on what I'm going through. But there have been many a times looking back that I've avoided dangerous situations because I listened to my gut. That I avoided compromising situations because I listened to my gut. And there are a lot of things that I have been through. I was talking to, I don't even know who I was, who was I talking to? I don't even know. I talked to so many people, but I was talking to someone yesterday and I was like, oh, it's my aunt. Or was it God? Y'all, you know, when you get to talk, <laughs> it's probably God. I don't know. I think it was my aunt, but it's a lot of things that I've been through. Yeah, it was my aunt. There's a lot of things that I've been through that I know if someone else would be in my shoes, even for a day, they probably wouldn't make it. That's just how serious my life has and how traumatic and all this other stuff. It's just I've been through a lot and I could talk about it now without that knot in my throat, you know, like because now I can't talk about all of it without a knot in my throat. But uh, the majority of it I could talk about without uh, getting a knot in my throat. And y'all know what I'm talking about. Whenever you've got, oh, my God, you know, start break down crying. I'm at that point where I can talk about it, which hopefully I can help set some people free by being able to talk about it. Because a lot of these things are not discussed in churches. Let's just be real. A lot of these things are not discussed in churches. And we may be told that it's not the place to discuss those things. But in all actuality, there should be an atmosphere where we are able to talk about the brokenness of our li- the broken areas of our lives, how we've been impacted by certain situations. We should be able to have those conversations. And if we are church goers, that's something that we should have a, a haven to be able to discuss. Now, some churches may have um, an element of that, but not all churches do. And so whenever you are a person that's become wounded by an experience of a situationship or a broken marriage or losing a baby or I've done that too. I've lost my child. So it's it's a lot of things that I now realize that I have encountered that those encounters were never for me. Those encounters were for me to share my truth with other people so that they would be set free, that they would not make the same mistakes as I did. Hopefully, 
I mean, some of them, they'll make the same mistakes and they'll be like, I can relate to you because I made those same mistakes. But so many people are so concerned about their image or their reputation that they don't want to be completely transparent to help someone else out. I am not cut that way. So because I'm not cut that way, it plays to my advantage for the simple fact that I am able to truly be transparent and share my truth. Now, I know that everybody can't handle my truth. However, that's not going to stop me from telling my truth if I can help it. Um, And one of the reasons why is because it's so many people that are living a lie. There's so many people living a lie and it is terrible. It's terrible that you are in a situation that you have to live a lie when you could truly be living the truth. And um, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. So I hope that this episode has encouraged someone. Um, Please, please, if you don't do anything else, take care of yourself because there is only one you. And forgive yourself too. Y'all have a blessed one. Signing out, your girl Teresa. Bye.